0: Of the many different forms of NAITIA that we all face in our lives, research shows that loneliness is on the rise in Australia. We talk regularly on the show about the importance of building a neighbourhood around you, but can you still feel lonely with people around you? Do we really understand what loneliness is? We Are Lonely is a podcast that looks at loneliness and its impact on society through works of pop culture, with esteemed guests such as Matrix and Lord of the Rings actor Hugo Weaving and singer-songwriter Tash Sultana. Listen to We Are Lonely on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast today. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play, and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day, will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned funtrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way.
1: Sammy! <laughs> And I'm gonna to to try not to laugh through this. I know. I've actually been crying a bit today, just through like pure release of emotion. So, oh my love, the Ice Queen has broken down. <laughs> <laughs> she is melted.
0: Well, welcome to Castier's. This is your, I want to say, sixth appearance on the show now. Gosh, sixth, fifth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't count every. Engagement that we have on the the (laughs) podcast. It's a pleasure (laughs) and a privilege every time. It's an honor and a privilege. (laughs) Honor and a privilege. It is actually, though, an honor and a privilege to have you here today. The first thing before we get into anything about Survivor is just I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything you do and the way that you deal with everything with such grace and dignity. And you'd played such an incredible game with such strategy. And it's so awkward to watch one of your best friends Mm. on television and you just made it a pleasure. Well, I had you probably had low expectations after the first <laughs> for time. last time.
1: <laughs> yeah, because obviously round 1 was very different, but it became something incredible for, you know, my life and Mark's life because we Mm. created a family from it and so this time around it was very different and you know I love how some people
0: kind of say they got the assignment. Yes you did absolutely understood the assignment this time around and I mean the stakes at the moment where we're up to in the show so spoiler alert for everyone as usual if you haven't watched right up until the episode I can't actually what's the date today episode 20 episode 20 on Monday, 21st of March. If you're not up to date yet, do not go any further (laughs) and uh, save this one for later. But for everyone who is up to date, you know, the stakes are so high. There's been some very juicy tribal councils that I've actually had to take breaks from because I get so anxious. Purgatory has been part of the game now. You guys made it to be the very last couple intact in the first ever blood versus water in Australia. So huge achievement. The strategy is so intense. How are you feeling first impressions of now having watched your own elimination episode how what are the emotions doing Well I knew I was going so <laughs> I guess there was not that element of
1: surprise I'm proud like I'm proud that even in my final moments as a active play in the game I made an active gameplay mm. which was to not play our idol and Mark and I had that strategy before going to tribal council My gut told me I was in trouble and I feel like it kind of got confirmed by the fact that Josh did not look at me (laughs) in that trouble. I'm like, Josh, let's have a conversation. And he's like, oh, oh.
0: (laughs) That was my first clue. I
1: was like, oh, this don't look good. (laughs) But then I just thought the reception that the jury was giving me made me realise I need to get on that jury Mm-hmm. and I need to spend some time repairing relationships that possibly had been, you know, impacted because of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jordan was furious. I could see it and I was like, but I didn't vote for you. Um, but he was indicating like she's got two idols and I'm like, oh, the goose is, if it's not cooked already, it's definitely cooked now. Yeah, so we didn't play the idol. We could have played <laughs> it. It's the. It was the easier play. It's the ego-driven play. It's a play that could have being good mm. but all you can go off is what you're feeling is in that moment and in that moment I thought our goal was never to have the two of us at the end yes our goal was to have if we were so lucky them both make to merge we wanted to, like it's so funny casting in my mind back to the very beginning because we were like in a dream scenario one makes it to the middle of the merge <laughs> yeah. um, and one of us gets to the end. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with Mark's gameplay and there is actually so much game to be had and it's very unpredictable, but he does have two idols in his possession. So mm. he's in a good position in terms of for two oats. Then, you know, the, this if you've been watching, it's so fluid and anything can happen any moment and now that it's a singles game, I think it's going to really
0: open up and there will be no more alliances per se, um, it'll be very fluid. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it's blowing my mind every episode now. So much is happening. So much emotion is being crammed in. And it's so interesting that you know, all of you are, have such level heads on yourselves about, you know, it is a game. It's not, it's not, you know, normal life, but when you're out there, it, kind of is your whole life because you have put everything else on pause to be out there. So, of course, you're taking it incredibly seriously and and putting, you know, giving it your absolute all. We've had way more questions submitted actually for you than I ever expected and quite a few of them you've just answered, but I'd love you to go into it just a little bit deeper because there has been such interest in what many refer to as the most devious move ever in Survivor history. So, the first one from S. Berkela, I think I said that right, was, did you actually plan to steal the idol the moment that you found it? Did you know you were going to do that or was that just a fortuitous, oh, I might do this now that I've got it? No. And I know that I reference
1: stealing, but I feel like I was always doing it in my head, at least in quotation marks, mm-hmm. because, you know, we both study law. <laughs> Technicalities here. Technicality, <laughs> the definition of stealing is taking without the intention of returning. If Jesse asked for it back, I would have returned it, mm-hmm. but he neither asked for it back and then he left so he couldn't get it back. So I guess technically it wasn't theft. Can we go with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 cool. I'm just like <laughs> my law wasn't, not always <laughs> great at yeah. the best of times. So. <laughs> yeah, so your original intention, you when you first said, I'm going to, you know, rewrap my sarong, you weren't, you didn't have that gameplay necessarily in your mind at the no, time. No,
1: and I, w- I think you need to backtrack to go forward. So... I knew that Jesse was going home that night based on the votes. Then there was the reward challenge and then when they got back from the reward challenge, which was KFC, not <laughs> only was I very hungry, but I <laughs> did hear that the boys may have found a clue, which she would presume is to an idol. And then I was like, oh, no, like imagine if they get a clue, they get the idol, they get spidey senses in the tribal council, he plays it. Mark had then promised to Josh that if Jesse played an idol, he would play his idol for Josh. Yes. And so I was like, oh, well, then it's going to be really confusing what happens then. Then I really will have to confront the fact that I have betrayed Jesse. Jesse could stay in the game, this could get real awkward. <laughs> So I just, you know, I'm um, someone who likes to know stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to know if he's got an idol. So I did like a 10 to 15 minute stalk of Jesse, which they don't show. Um, and I'm so proud behind of it.
2: Behind the
0: scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah, you busted him. Oh, You fully busted him. And
1: I worked for it. Like, you know, like maybe if you work for possession, it means more. Yeah. But I ran across the riverbank. I hid in bushes. Did I, you
2: really? Oh, yeah,
1: I can and then I could see him on the other side, and so I'd lay flat. I'd commando roll because I had this bright yellow sarong on. Oh my gosh, you commando
0: roll! I know. I just not the only military one in your family, is Mark? Know. You can also whip out a commando
1: roll. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if like Mark can take some of my like personality <laughs> Stealth. traits. Stealth, <laughs> being erotic. Um, but we. I feel like I really worked to know if he had an idol. That's that's what I intended to do. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that probably became opportunistic based on just moment by moment yes so intentional to know yeah then I saw him and I was actually genuinely excited like you see this moment where I hug him and I I, know. Wa- I was really excited for him because we'd played so much of the game together and it was for this split moment that I could forget that his brother had already betrayed my husband by telling everyone that Mark had the An idol, idol mm. which is really the clincher of us no longer choosing to work with Jesse and Jordy and choosing Josh and Jordan, the many J. I I know. I'm like, we need, yeah, do we need like t- a corporate structure for yeah, everyone. Corporate to structure, say. like genealogy, the, yeah, <laughs> heritage, family tree, <laughs> ancestry, DNA. <laughs> oh, every you know, time I mucked it up out there, I was like, oh, did just- you really? <laughs> well, and also Jordy and Jordan oh, yeah. are very similar, and they also call themselves like Jordan calls himself Jords. So it's oh, like gosh, Jordi, that- George, Jay, Jesse. So
2: confusing. Josh.
1: <laughs> My middle name's Jeffsy so I could have said, <gasps> That's life.
2: right, Jeffsy. And to the J's, <gasps> oh. J tribe.
1: And so, that, I mean, that was the essence of the split. Mm. And then... When he put it in his, like, I'm trying to really go back to not like revisionist history, but back to what happened. So I'm like closing my eyes, taking myself back there.
0: (laughs) We'll share a visual (laughs) of Sam going deep into the black hole. of (laughs) Yeah, he
1: puts the idol in his board shorts. Yeah. And I mean, I, I couldn't really see it. I mean, and I just thought in this moment, oh, imagine if I managed to hold it, like, I didn't really think much further ahead, but I thought, "What if I just hold it?" Mm. And then I put it in there, and like the funny thing is, I had no undies on. (laughs) (laughs) No way! (laughs) I had no undies on because (laughs) you only have one pair of undies. You obviously after after challenges, you've got to wash and you've got to dry them out, and you've you know you've got to air
0: your bits out. So I literally (laughs) just had a sarong. (laughs) Can I (laughs) say bit? You could have your (laughs) bits. No, I just love this. (laughs) What's your main reflection on behind the scenes? You've got to air your bits Bits out. (laughs) Yeah. What you do. You do. We'll come to that, but yes. Yes. And so I
1: opened maybe this is how I maybe I distracted him that he actually forgot that he was, okay, I
0: give you idol. (laughs) (laughs) The power of a woman's bits. The power (laughs) of a woman's (laughs) (laughs) gash. But it's interesting. There's a couple of times now that you've said you're playing a longer-term strategy that you know, no, sometimes people might know you're doing that, sometimes they might not, but you're also moment to moment at yeah. the same time At balancing. I can't even imagine how you're balancing all of that out. And so a lot of people did have questions, so just to give them a little shout-out, Danae Frith, Olivia from Silk, Beth Nally, they all wanted to know, why didn't you use the art or once you had a little inkling that you might be threatened and yep. was that always your plan from the start to start working with the jury? And I know only because I spoke to you personally before we even knew, you know, that you were going for sure. It was very much blood versus water is so different. You're playing as one per- one combined person and you've often said, you know, we wanted one of us to get, you don't expect a whole couple to get to the end. So, was it intentional I'm not going to use this? Mm -hmm. And nor should
1: you want to have, in my mind, everyone's got different strategies, but our strategy was it would be ludicrous to have two of you at the end, not only and particularly with a potential three-person finale, which Mm -hmm. is what it's going to be. And so imagine you have two in the end, you have someone else, then all of a sudden like people in the jury like have differing opinions. Do we rather Mark's game or do we rather Sam's game? Like from Merge they were quite similar. And so you have split. And mm. then what if they split so much that the person who's the third gets more? Yeah. So it just didn't make sense from a numbers. You also lose, you know, your loved ones as an automatic number. Like who is not going to vote for their loved one, even if they <laughs> play the worst game in Survivor <laughs> history?
0: <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah.
1: And, the, and it's so therefore it became, it's really hard to not play the idol in a sense because you're like you don't know if your loved one's going to get to the end, but you have to forecast for possibility the potential Mm. and that's what we were kind of doing the whole time going you know like you're either first or you're last in this game yeah and so let's try and play as if you're going to have the chance to be first and so the decisions kind of backtrack from that Mm. versus like I just want revenge I just want to get rid of this player it's like no everyone is a potential number everyone's a potential person to work with don't close doors which is probably why I always give really open-ended questions and people are like you know will you work with me and I was never lying to say like, yeah, maybe. Mm. It's like,
0: and I think I said to Geordie a few times, like I really go moment by moment. Mm. You did say that in the episode and it was interesting when I was re-watching it in preparation for this, I was just thinking, you know, we've had conversations where I knew that you were actively deciding I need you know, one of us needs to have the best chance. It can't be both of us and one of you or some point was going to have to make a sacrifice for the other. And a lot of people ask that, you know, was it always the plan, not always, but was it the plan from that night, from last night, to send Mark as far as he could go? I think Carly Jade asked that, Lice88, Stacey Young and Georgia Bradbury also asked if it created any resentment towards Mark that it had to be one of you and not the other. So... For the the only time we
1: decided to do this, you know, potential sacrifice was the from the vote for, before and then that strategy continued till I left. So for the last two tribal councils, the one where I go and the one where I pretend I have an idol because <laughs> Mark goes and we didn't bring any idol. <laughs> I thought
0: that you didn't even bring it with you. <laughs>
1: and I think that shows so, so clearly. It's not just lip service that we were comfortable with the sacrifice and it wasn't cockiness. It was like, we're okay. Like, it makes more sense for one of us to have two idols than to two people have one idol and then you've got this overlooming threat of being the last couple in the game mm. and therefore you, they're always going to attack you because having two of you is just, it's way too threatening. Yeah. So the next vote they would have gone for us, imagine they split the numbers and then we've got only now one idol in our possession to work out who to play it on. You play it on the wrong person so if someone goes, you lose your last idol and you've got one person with no idol. Yeah. So if you think worst case scenario of what could happen, and it's so logical that if I was in their shoes, that's what I would have done if I played the idol to save myself last night. Mm -hmm. You know, you really um, are potentially
0: shortening the lifespan of the power of those idols. Yeah, for sure. And I think, sorry about the sirens. I feel like they're, they're coming for you, Sammy. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> they going to lock you up. <laughs> something that has, you know, come it's been in the media a lot and it's been uh, something that you've had to deal with quite a lot over the past couple of weeks is that whether it's because of editing or whether it's just because – it's impossible to air everything that's gone through your mind and all the conversations you've had that a lot of people have just assumed you've just gone with Mark all the time. Whereas I know how much strategy you have put into this independent gameplay up to Merge, but then afterwards, both of you really making moves together. Talk to us about that misconception and how you've you've dealt with it, but also what was really going on behind the scenes. Well,
1: I mean, I think undoubtedly I played a strong game independently Mm. to Merge and like that was shown through the edit. I was really stoked with how that kind of all played out. Jesse and I were a tight unit. Khan and I were a tight unit. Chrissy and I were a tight unit. And actually Mel and I were a tight unit. So mm. I had a lot of independent, strong relationships. And we managed to get through a lot of tribal councils where many people got second chances in the game. And we had to contend with the fact that we were the ones that voted them out. Uh, and sometimes I copped the flack for that. And other times, you know, the heat was not on me for it. So it balanced out. Then merge happened. Oh, should I also say, even when I was getting that strong woman in control edit, there were still people that had an issue with me. Mm. I remember seeing a bunch of threads that were like, I still can't warm I can't warm to Sam. And in my mind I was like, Oh man, if you can't warm to me now, <laughs> you just always <wait." laughs> I was like I kept thinking, if how can you not warm to me? Like I'm I feel like it's such a a great edit it was really accurate but also it was positive mm. i was just like oh you know some people are just going to not like you and i remember reading one thread that I had literally had 200 people discussing if i was warm or not as a person for them to resonate with and i was like oh god this is this is going to get spicy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen nothing
1: yet. Yeah. And I knew that coming in, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then when we got to merge, obviously, Mark and I had separate gameplays, different alliances, and different visions on how we could move forward. And because we both played strong independent games, I think we both thought, well, it should be me that gets propelled to the end out of yes. the two of us. Yeah. And both of us had merits in feeling that way. I think I don't really think Mark knew how much I did pre-merge and watching it back he's like, oh, wow, like I should have known. You went to Tribal Council so many times. I didn't even have a vote. I didn't have a vote till day 31 or day 32 in the game. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I was literally the last person in the game to get a vote. Whoa. Yeah, and I had been behind every single vote.
0: It, literally the last of all the competitors yep. to get a vote. Sammy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Actually, that's really interesting watching you watching Mark watch it back yep. and find it And also, you watching him, mm. because I don't, again, we got to watch both tribes. I don't think people know that no. you guys had no idea what was going on in each other's tribes. No, you just hear. And also, like,
1: sometimes what you hear is either decoy or deflection, <sighs> or like, there's so much, like, what you hear and you think it's the truth is not necessarily the truth. And so, when people are watching the edit back, they're really confused at times. And I'm like, well, sometimes, like, Maybe that's the edit, but also maybe that was a, a false truth that you were given. Mm-hmm yeah we really know nothing oh my gosh
0: <laughs> so I'm going all, all over the place here because there's so much to talk about your play over you know the last how many days was it in total 30 For, 40 40 40 days. 40 days there's so much to talk about but mm. one of the questions that I think just while we're on this topic of the edit and people's opinions oh you were talking about
1: agency you were kind of yes, trying to say yes okay, I'll get straight to the point and I'll go backwards to go forwards I'll go straight in we compromised you definitely see my compromise, but undoubtedly there was compromises that Mark made because he just went with my intuition and mm. my perspective on the game. I think it was an interesting moment and obviously I knew it was going to be shown when I wanted Khan to be saved and he wanted Khan out. We both were just at loggerheads with that and we were both very stubborn and I just knew that if I got rid of Khan, like I'm essentially, I knew that it meant I'd be getting rid of my alliance members moving forward. And I've tried to describe this to people as, you know, playing Survivor is a situation that's filled with a lot of chaos and conflict. A little bit of drama. Chaos (laughs) and conflict. so articulate. Yeah, chaos and conflict and in those situations, Mark and I do typically defer back to our professional experiences. Mm. So, and he might not like how I like simplify this, <laughs> but I think you know my past experiences as an endurance athlete, where I truly believe that ego gets me to a start line of something very big, mm-hmm. where I have no idea what it's going to look like. But what gets me to finish lines is adaptability. Yes, Mark. On the flip side, he's going to hate how crudely <laughs> I sum this up. <laughs>
0: hey, Marky. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, <Hi>, babe. <laughs> as a soldier in
1: war torn, conflict environments, there probably is a degree of autocratic style communication mm-hmm. hierarchy and like say it and go and probably not huge amounts of discussion and he's probably gonna be like yes there's a whole like strategy behind it <laughs> but i'm saying like in the moment yeah. in the crossfire yeah you probably just got to go yeah and i think we know that about each other you know this does not mean that mark and i Mark doesn't compromise and yield in other circumstances of our life. Like, you can vouch. Can vouch. Can
2: vouch. <laughs> can vouch. <laughs> well, we're a team. Like, we both
1: do it in times. So yeah. I'm like, he just had to do it on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, you see that dynamic play out. Me kind of leaning to what I probably am more inclined to do in these moments, which is okay. I get that you want to get rid of Khan. I can see the merit in it. You've got more players going into merge. This hurts me. I'm not going to vote for Khan, but I'm not going to go against you. Yes. Because let's be real, I'm playing the game with Mark, not Khan, as much as, like, I would like to take Khan home with me.
0: (laughs) Hey, Khan. (laughs)
1: Hey, Khan. (laughs) I really would love to take Khan home with me. We're actually going away (laughs) on a two-day Dalesford trip at Dollywood with Khan and Amy and Nina from the season right after this. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday? Tomorrow, Today, no, Tuesday,
0: tomorrow. Wednesday. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Amazing. So, we're celebrating Harry, Harry's birthday tomorrow. Oh, and Harry. so, we really, you know, I adore him in the game. I adore him even more in real life. And yeah. it's one of my beautiful personal silver linings to come out of this show is that we literally now share best friends. I know. <laughs> we're best friends, and your best friends are Khan, and I reckon I am too. So, oh my it's, gosh. you know, who would have thought that? Because going into the game, you have. Like Khan's name got leaked before the game started. And like I know that you you knew him but I also was like I don't want to pregame, I don't want to reach out to him and I actually don't know him Mm. and I was scared of him. Like from what I didn't know of him and what I did know of him, I was like, oh, I think he's going to be like a (laughs) massive villain. And so it's so funny how I did think that but I was like just leaning to what you – what he gives you out there, mm. and so there was times that everyone's like, he is the biggest player, and I'm like, I'm sure he is, but he's so
0: nice. <laughs> you guys had only met at the wedding and very briefly, and yeah. then I got a message from Amy after she got voted out, saying, like, I, I hadn't heard from any of you in weeks and months, and you know, and then she was like, oh, can what dresses should we send Sam? And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, your friends with Sam! You guys are best friends. I love it so much. <laughs> It was like worlds colliding and it's been so beautiful. And also big shout out as we're talking about Dollywood to Megan Gale and Sean Hampson whose business this is. And obviously Sean was uh, an alumni of – survivor who's also a good friend of yours They're who of them are who would have thought like the world of survivor would have given me so many beautiful friendships in my life
1: like connected to survivor and then kind of the next layer down but it does and I, the reason it does that is because this is an immersive experience in an adverse environment mm. and you know let's let's get like a bit deeper for a second on just survivor related like but people love this experience because when you are thrusted into an environment where you don't know what the outcome is and it's really stressful, you know, beautiful things happen in terms of your personal growth and also just your relationships with each other because Mm. whilst you're fighting each other, you still need each other for daily survival in the game but also like comfort survival to feel secure and happy and loved Mm. which are still like fundamental needs that we have as humans. My transition from last season to this season is I went into this game going I'm not coming here to feel like I belong because in my first season I didn't feel like I belonged. It crashed me down and I got booted and it hurt. So this time I was like armour of toughness, I don't need friends, I don't need like belonging and... Whilst that was true, I didn't need that. It was really nice to come away
0: with like genuine friendships from the game. Oh, that's beautiful. That was my next question for you was how do you feel you approached this season differently to last season? And I think one of the big questions that came out was, how is watching yourself back on TV, which I know was a really big challenge for you last time, and this time you went into it a lot more aware and prepared, Mm. but I can imagine it's still been really challenging. The past couple of weeks have brought a lot of really just inappropriate. Scrutinize. (laughs) Scrutinize. Yeah, scrutiny, but but trolling, like actual – uninvited and unwarranted trolling and I think there are some amazing things that have come out of it for you but a lot of people wanted to firstly shower you with love for the way that you've played the game but secondly ask just how you are if you've been okay and if you do have any regrets or how you sort of manage the dichotomy between what people see but what you know is also your real life and your real life value because that's a really hard thing with being on television. So
1: unequivocally, I am proud of my game and I have no regrets. And I love that I can walk away from this game even though I'm booted out now and say that because there's, there is many players, you know, I don't know, if, you know whether from this season or but from past seasons who leave the game and go, oh, I didn't play hard enough. I didn't make the most of this opportunity. You know, I, I wasn't willing to lean into what this game lets you lean into, mm. which is probably very different than your normal day-to-day life. And, hey, villains actually get celebrated normally in Survivor, I've had an interesting journey with this kind of quotation villainous portrayal. I feel like I was villainous cheeky. Like I was never, <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 you know, I was
1: never malice. I still, I never spoke poorly about anyone in the game because I never felt poorly about people in the game, but I was willing to play cutting gameplay mm. to further my intentions and that also of marks and so I really created a very clear delineation between my personal relationships that were real and everything I personally said to the players totally real then gameplay and if it wasn't a blood versus water season it definitely would have looked different like I wouldn't have done that to Khan I wouldn't have done that to Jesse because that there was loyalty and so why would you betray someone who was loyal to you like go and get rid of someone who has no allegiance to you yeah but my only allegiance that truly, truly mattered was that of Mark's. And coming in from season two where many people, and I don't agree with it but I took it on board, thought that Mark got booted early before his potential because of his relationship with me, one of my biggest objectives coming around a second time was I do not want to do anything that detriments Mark's game, like mm-hmm. my husband's game because mm-hmm. this it, it wasn't just important for me. It was really important for him to have a crack. Yeah. And there's so many of things that I've done since Survivor that Mark's just so freely given me like the space and love and liberty to just be who I am and travel around the world and race and do all these things. And I was like, I know Mark really wants to come back and play Survivor.
0: And so I want him to have that opportunity. Absolutely. And one of the most beautiful things about your relationship and that you and I and Nick and Mark always talk about is that idea that, you know, when there's big personalities with big dreams that aren't all, you can't do everything together. You really can't and you don't necessarily want to. It's not necessarily healthy to do every big activity together is it does involve a lot of push and pull. There is a lot of give and take and it's interesting that people found that jarring on the game when in real life every couple is like that. You're always making compromises one oh. way or the other and that's how it works. Yeah, and and I'll highlight
1: two compromises Mark make that you no one really thought about mm-hmm. because it was more seamless and I think because of the role of gender and perception, I fought back to easily compromising because I knew the perception was Sam's just assuming Mark's game, Yeah, which so many people still say <laughs> even though I fought against it. Yes. So, But no one thinks it when Mark just easily compromises with my suggestion Mm. it's just like even still then people are like oh that's mark's decision yeah (laughs) i'm like no it actually actually wasn't wasn't. so two decisions that i had was one to leave the idols back at camp and then secondly to not play them so you know and those are two things that i kind of was like i think this is the gameplay we kind of debated i wanted to bury them by the well mark decided in the end to move them into the shoes and the funny thing is like These are really bold moves in the game and you don't even see us like get emotional about it. We literally are willing to sacrifice either one of us, Mm. particularly because the first time neither one of us had the immunity necklace and it was the most casual pedestrian conversation it was, it was. It was just like it, it was I like you know you're going to get a coffee. Do you want a strong flat white or do you want a weak one today? It, you know, so is I going to get chippies? So many chips or crinkle cut or <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I think it just showed how much we were both of us were willing to be the sacrificial lamb for each other because mm. we both backed each other's games. I still think, given the animosity that there might have been on the jury about my gameplay, probably. I mean, only time's going to tell, but I feel like it was right that I probably went and not because mm. I don't back myself and if I got to the end, who knows because who knows who I'd be against, who knows what had happened in those last seven days because there's so much game to play to be
0: had, but I felt like I could explain myself. Oh, might have see. been an uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so proud of you because I do remember after the your first season that you did together, you coming off and feeling not 100% happy with, how much you'd put into it or the way you'd put into it and then the way that was portrayed. There were just so many elements out of your control that left you feeling not as proud of the game you played, whereas coming, seeing you come off this time and being like, everything I did was measured, it was thought through, it had strategy behind it, and you can walk away feeling really, really proud no matter what anyone else thinks well, about it.
1: Yeah, and on top of it, it, doesn't mean that all those decisions were the best decisions. Yeah. But like you can only make decisions with the information on the ground and what a viewer doesn't know is like there's a lot more context behind every play that people do. Mm. You're maybe just seeing a fraction of it or sometimes you're seeing none of it. But, you know, we're all like and this is where, you know, you've got passive gameplay You know, more active gameplay, people who are kind of, you know, lurking behind bigger shields (laughs) or whatever, you know, they don't have to be physically bigger, but bigger shields. (laughs) I actually think, well, funny, I think I, being a four foot 11.5 woman, was a shield for a six foot three (laughs) soldier.
0: Four foot eleven point five. For years, you've been saying four foot eleven point five. I love that so much. Yeah, I will not lose my point five. Clearly, I'm a very honest person in my specificity of my height. I am honest, people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there has been an outpouring of love, as much as there have been a lot of trolls. And I love what a balanced. Of course, it goes through. Of course, it hurts, and of course, it's unwelcome and unwarranted. But you've had such a balanced, graceful, and witty response to all of it. You've just coped with it so well and as I always say, you inspire me in so many ways. And there's been a lot of really lovely messages from C. Collins, S. Berkula, Sasha Alexandra, Ashley Evans, Joe N. L, which I'll pass on to you um, so that you can actually see them. But a little bit more of the behind the scenes questions and all of these people absolutely in your corner. Amy D, Snoozen, and Kat Kent asked, was Jury as awkward (laughs) as it looked. And Hamish White added, what an odd welcome for a goat like you. Greatest of all time.
1: (laughs) I don't know if they wanted to acknowledge that. I mean, I kind of almost get a bit bashful when you say it, but maybe it was more awkward than what you saw.
0: Even more awkward. I mean, and that's
1: (gasps) Yeah, it was so awkward. And like I got there, and obviously they had gone in with a plan to ice me out a little bit and just give me nothing. And the thing is you're so overwhelmed, sensory overwhelm, like the veil of the game has been pierced open. You're literally getting into a car, you you know, your torch is snuffed. It's so overwhelmed even though I, you know, kind of put myself in that situation by not Mm. playing the idol. Um, You see yourself in a mirror for the first time.
0: (gasps) Oh, my – I've never – we haven't talked about that yet. Well, the funny thing is,
1: like, I think there was so much in my Villa episode that they often show you looking at the mirror, seeing the doctor afterwards, revealing your weight loss, that they didn't even include that because there was so much to go into. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay, dish it. Tell us. Um, So I started the game at, like, 49.5 kilos. So I put on a bit of size to, like, be muscularly more robust. Yeah. And I finished at (gasps) 43.2.
0: Yeah. Sammy, yeah. Actually, so you I sent me a photo. Sent you a
1: photo, it's not. <gasps> I'll put it up on socials at some point. But it's, I really, you know, yes, physically worked myself, but I mentally worked so hard that it translated to like physical depletion. Yes. Um. A lot of people were like, your work rate was so intense, and I'm like, yeah, I like to move around, and that's why you see it at times like I've got that natural, you know, the sway. This way. The sway Let's we spoke about this way. Like guys, it is tire chi. <laughs> Toy-chi. It, it, is rel- Toy-chi. it is relaxing and it's got nothing to do with paranoia or stress and I did it from day one and every contestant will attest to that. Um, you know, It was actually quite a common theme that uh, even before we'd go to tribal council I'd be swaying and then like Amy once said that she just found
0: it quite therapeutic so she started to copy it. So, I reckon there's a few Reddit like yeah. forums about you swaying, yeah, this way with the arms, yeah, guys. I've always done it. I've always done it. Like two thousand and seven onwards, yeah. I can
1: attest. Yeah, it's my thing, and it's not paranoia. It's, it's I'm really bad at sitting still. So if you've asked me to kind of be in a stationary position, I've never seen it. Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> everyone. If you ever see me in just any environment, just start filming me if I'm swaying, and let's share it on social. Yes, like embrace <gasps> sway, and also those mums who will have babies and have had to sway their kids to sleep. Oh. Hopefully you see me, but I also like, if you're still doing it like three years down the track, it, that's me. Seize the sway.
0: Seize the sway.
2: <laughs> oh! <laughs>
0: Seize the sway. <laughs> We all face different forms of natie in life, but research shows that loneliness is on the rise in Australia, with two in five Australians reporting feeling lonely in a typical week. We talk regularly on this podcast about the importance of building a neighbourhood around you, but does that necessarily combat loneliness? Can you still feel lonely even if you have good people around you? What actually is loneliness? Do we really understand it? We Are Lonely is a podcast that investigates loneliness and its impact on society through works of pop culture, with esteemed guests like Matrix and Lord of the Rings actor Hugo Weaving, Australian rapper Briggs, singer-songwriter Tash Sultana and Savage Gardens Darren Hayes and more. Hosted by research fellow at Melbourne University, Dr. Frederick Kiernan and former Triple J, ABC and Spicks and Specks host, Miff Warhurst, it's a fascinating listen to add to your list. Listen to "We Are Lonely" on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts today. Okay, so you saw yourself in the mirror. I saw you
1: yourself in the mirror. Got a meal? Oh, oh yeah. I do you love how it's like? Did thing? Any direction? People yeah. um, <laughs> saw myself in the mirror. No, I hadn't even got a meal yet. Um, okay. I think I I saw a producer and no, I saw the uh, the doctor. Saw the doctor. Yep, saw the doctor. Saw the psych. Sorry. So, saw the doctor saw then the saw psych. the psych. <laughs> saw the psych. Number one. And, Number um, one priority. I think he gave me a lolly and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, amazing, took a lolly, got a little sugar rush mm-hmm. and then jumped in the car, um, the izuzu. <laughs> the izuzu. yep. <yeah. laughs> and went to Jury Villa and then I was like, Got to call my mum and dad and I just remember calling them and the first thing mum said is, You said you'd be one week. <laughs> 40 days, Mom. 40, 40 like, days. And I was like, oh, I thought so too. And then I just remember telling them at my gameplay, and I was so I was so proud. And I that my dad was just like, good on you. And it made <gasps> me realise the people important who know it's a game because they haven't had to live it are just proud of me for like having a crack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember the car was parked, about to go into Jury Villa. And then I started to like sweat. I literally was having palpitations going, oh my gosh. I'm about to see them. I'm about to see. And I saw how they felt towards me in the game and they were on the jury. So I knew it wasn't going to be great. But then um, I remember the driver saying to me, you know, breaking the fourth wall, oh, I realised, oh, 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 people can actually speak to me who are like oh, around to me. To me. And she goes, you're all right, love. You played a good game, just own it. And literally <gasps> I think someone told me later down the track that she's like a super fan and so I don't know what she knew or anything like that and maybe she just said it to be supportive and she knew nothing but it was like, okay, cool, like just own your game, Yeah, which has been kind of my mantra since it's aired, just own it. Yeah. Don't defend it, own it. And I got in there and they did not speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can laugh about it now but at the time I was like, you're, you're malnourished, you're seeing this food, you're in this different environment, you're disappointed but you're proud. Yeah. And I'm like, I played this game with the majority of these people but I also put them there. Mm. And so I got that and then I sat down. No one even looked at me. It was just so <gasps> awkward. Didn't even look. Yeah, it was just oh. like Jesse's head was down and I, like I'm going to say this and it was harsh and I think they could have been a bit more graceful, but I also get it. Yeah, and particularly with Jesse. Yeah. Far less with everyone else, but definitely I can get it with Jesse. And um cuz he just didn't know the context. Like he didn't even know that Geordie had told Mark everyone about the
0: idol. Yeah. Okay. So like
1: for him it's like why did you, he might have heard it at tribals, but he probably needed to hear it from me. Yes. Finally like Jordan just started ripping into me and was like <laughs> kind of he, he was confused. And, again, empathy, he just got voted out the day before. He would have done all of his exit you know, interviews that day and then all of a sudden he has to go straight to tribal council and he's just like on fire. Like yeah. he's like, I think I once said the game, it's like a cat on hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god! Um, and so it was full on and I remember saying to them, guys, I just – I played the game that I thought could get me to the win. You know, I was trying to win and I was playing hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm here with, like all of you, ask me any question and I'm just happy to tell you the truth because it's done now. Yeah. For some of them it definitely wasn't that night. Um, I remember so I was meant to be sharing a room with someone that night and they just were not happy with me still. So they, tried, they actually left the room that I was meant to share with them and didn't. Like share the bedroom with me. Oh. Not even I name names, and I love that person. So yeah, yeah. there was it was intense. Yeah. Um, but the first person that really pulled me aside was Khan that night.
0: Oh, yeah. my god! And
1: obviously he's basically had a post address at Jury Villa because he'd been there for so long. <laughs>
0: post has oh, no, got a P.O. box. P.O. box. Can't at Jury Villa. Can't at Jury Villa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my God, and his outfits. What he, the actual fuck. <laughs> I mean, there's never
1: been a more glorious person to be the mayor of Jury Villa. Absolutely. He owned it with such grace and style. Mm-hmm. He is he is fire, mm-hmm. and but he pulled me aside, and we. I remember we were sitting around the corner, and like the filming had kind of ended by then. They made me go back to that room before. Can't pull me aside, and that was meant to be that kind of I'm relaxing and like look at this beautiful space, and I'm literally shaking, going
0: <laughs> rocking back and forth in the Looking, corner,
1: and I'm like I ate a lettuce leaf then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yummy, nom yummy, yum <laughs> yum.
1: And we decided to talk, and I'm just like I'm so sorry, mm. but he didn't even like need me to explain it. He got it. I think he just needed to see me, and he's like, yeah. yep. Fine. And I understand that you, he was the only one that realized that I'd sacrifice my game.
2: Yes. And so okay. I'm like,
1: he's so savvy, that guy. I think the
0: rest of them were like, oh, she accidentally didn't play an idol. <laughs> Well, I think that's what a lot of the questions were like. Why didn't you play it? And yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a really strategic reason. Yeah, I and it is, and,
1: and like you, you, you have the proof of that based on the previous episode where we left them at camp. Yeah, so it's not just like I'm not just saying that now because we're out. Like, oh that was intentional. <laughs> yeah. Like it literally I meant it all along. Yeah, you you saw it. Um, yeah. if you. If you watch it, If closely. you watch the show. Yeah. um, And the next day I remember doing basically laps of the jury villa because you can't leave jury villa and um, Jesse joined me and probably about five or so, okay, we, we walked and just talked. Wow. And we hashed it out, like really. It didn't take long before Jesse goes, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, understand, I understand that I was playing with Geordie. I didn't know what Geordie was doing. You were playing with Mark. It also he realised that it's not like I – Got the idol to begin with to intentionally yeah. steal it from him it yeah. became like this opportunistic move yeah. which i'm not going to own it it was still villainous like it was yeah. villainous is all else i took an idol i didn't play it for him i didn't let him go home with it i wanted to like roll the dice and like see <laughs> if it could benefit our game yeah. yeah um and i don't know like it definitely put me under f- scrutiny for a really long time in the game if i hadn't have done that would i have been at a skate under thin ice Maybe, but I bet you, if I didn't do that, everyone would have kept saying she's just playing Mark's game. Yeah, for and sure. one thing you can say for sure is that once I did that, that was my own gameplay. That was my decision. It was my decision to not tell anyone that we had the idol. And you know, I can say that, that was my gameplay. Mm. That Mark was probably like, "Why did you do this to <laughs> us? <laughs> Why did you do this to us?" But like, thankful for him, he just like rolled with it, and he's probably. Ill. A lot better at, like, I'm not saying like telling a lie, but just like going, he he was really good at playing game and just Mm. going, you know, she didn't, nope, she didn't have the idol Mm. um, crazily do you know that only one person ever asked me directly, do I have the idol? Really? No one asked me. So like <gasps> it it always was spoken about and it was definitely addressed at Tribal Council, but everyone put across their opinion that I didn't have the idol. And I'm just like, yeah, mm, yeah. And mm. then obviously <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Geordie once was like, you know, Jessie put it in her bag and that didn't happen. So I was like, why would someone put an idol in someone else's bag? And it was like raising a question as opposed to saying it, an ant- like, God, yeah. took listen to me, the technicality. I know, am like, you're such a lawyer. I'm you're such like- a I didn't lawyer. I am such i did
0: not ever actually, actually say, say the it. words. I did to Shay. <laughs> Shay asked me after
1: purgatory straight out, did yeah. you take it? And I was like, I knew she would never vote for me. So I was like, I'm just going to lie. Yeah, but it felt weird to do that, and I was like, "Oh, my eyes were probably darted. No.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I love it so much.
0: And that's a funny thing as well is that often, like, people who are looking at you on socials now, they see you with Jesse, and it's it's hard for them to understand that, like, what is happening on television is not what's happening right now in your life. Like, this is all a while ago now and that must be so that disconnect between time must be so strange oh it's so funny how people are so
1: mad for Jesse but he's like it's fine I get it yeah you guys are fine we're fine it's like if he's fine maybe you should just be fine yeah (laughs) I also find it so funny that like I literally did a bold play in a game and I'm getting death threats and the irony of that is not lost on me Mm. I'm just like so you're happy to give a death threat to someone who played a move in a game which was not a death threat in yeah, the game. Like I the just movie
0: <laughs> you made is so much more vanilla than a death you're threat. you like, Jesse
1: has not died, guys. He's voted out of a game. He's not dead. Yeah. Um, and so I sh- it's very fascinating, which makes you go like, and this is here like this, you know, perspective that you can have when you know yourself and you're comfortable with what you did. And like I knew it was a game. Yes, it was, you know, villainous, but I'm, I'm so fine with that. Mm. But the people who are keyboard warriors and who are ripping into me, I'm not going to say like they're just Karens because I think that kind of like demonizes the fact that they have an opinion. Mm. Um, If you don't like what someone's doing in the game, maybe just ask yourself like do I need to rip into them as a person? Because yes. everyone playing Survivor is playing a game. Most of us are making a pretty significant separation between, like we're all lying, like at different points we are all lying. So who's saying my lie is any more grave than the lie that everyone else is making about voting people out at a different date? Mm-hmm. Like you can't like subjectively go, that lie feels Deeper, <laughs> like, and, the, and it doesn't affect me personally.
0: But I'm going to have a go at her yeah. and who she is as a person.
1: And it's like the same for plays in the game. Like, I think unless you're literally playing the most honest game, boring. But if, unless <laughs> you are doing that, then you really can't like critique people heavily when they're making game plays because mm. you're all doing the same thing. Mm. The, the move that I made is less seen, so doesn't that make me like a baller?
0: Like- <laughs> a total, <laughs> a total baller. Yeah,
1: and but other people have done variations of that, yeah. and. I'm sure they copped, you know, David is one of those people, the Golden God, All-Stars, second-time player. He did a move similar to that to Phoebe, and he was a lot more sassy, villainous in how he spoke about her. Mm. And I think he copped some heat for the move, but he was celebrated. I mean, yeah. he literally was the Golden God. He became a lovable villain, and no one ever critiqued him. So, like, yes, he got critique on the gameplay, but they never critiqued him on being a parent, what he looks like, because it's gorgeous, <laughs> but also on his like, his morals in a broader context of everyday life. Mm. And so, you know, I really don't care if you don't like my gameplay in Survivor. I mean, fortunately for me, you're not in the jury. So like your opinion- <laughs> You not there. Yeah, your opinion doesn't really matter. You yeah. know, you're talking about an edited TV show. Talking about me as like how I am as a mother is just absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I will call that out. Yeah, And I'm so lucky that I work for myself And I work with incredibly strong women like yourself in, you know, and we really raise each other up and support each other. So I sometimes forget gender inequality. And this really reminded me, oh my goodness, this must definitely exist heavily in professional service environments all the time. Mm. And I'm seeing it really blatantly and on social media. But now I feel like I have a little bit more empathy and understanding and perspective on what many, many women are confronted with on a daily basis. And so what's these silver linings? Maybe I can actually start to talk about these topics a little bit and Mm -hmm. maybe encourage other women who play games like Survivor, don't be afraid of copping this heat. You may cop it, but the more we see women play strategically and strong, the more comfortable, you know, general Australian casual public audience will feel watching it. Mm. We're not comfortable because we haven't seen it enough.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so as opposed to, you know, like some people might go, Oh, I better not play like you because I'll be an outcast for it. No, like it's now that I'm fallen, of course, people know what the <laughs> fallen people are like more positive to me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it top <laughs> poppy syndrome? <laughs> so many layers of Australian culture. Uh, we have a long way to go yeah. in terms of how we celebrate seeing women who are Intelligent, articulate, Mm. presenting opinions and strategic gameplay and leaning into what is totally allowed Mm. within the rules of the game Mm. and I've had so many American um, past players and even American audiences going, if you were playing on an American season of Survivor, you'd be celebrated as the fan favourite. Isn't that so interesting? Um, But we're not there yet and I'm not going to be like, oh, you suck Australian audience because you certainly don't but we have progression and it takes time. And I think uh, some American female villainous players, they copped heat to start with too. And then there was a season like in America called Heroes versus Villains where they started to really celebrate those female villains on that tribe. Uh, it just takes time. Mm.
0: I think that is, you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about it a lot in mm-hmm. our general lives, but also more acutely in the past few weeks, is that even though it is, you know, overarching response to everything, is it's a game, yeah. it's a television show, <laughs> and it's a very strange, unique combination of circumstances, but it is symptomatic of what happens at a broader level for a lot of women and a lot of people in certain areas of society. And I think um, the way you have called out some pretty abhorrent behavior, particularly from other women, but particularly in areas that don't relate to anything to do with your actual game is the same as any kind of trolling or hating in life. It's, It's made me reflect a lot on eternal people-pleasing, the real difficulty that women face with likability versus boldness, like we're we're told be confident, be more aggressive, you know, emulate masculine behaviours to get ahead but then people won't like you. Mm. You know, it's a really hard – and we both came from corporate careers where that was particularly heightened and it's a really hard – Landscape. It's actually brought up a lot of issues I haven't thought about in a really long time.
1: I'm I'm with you, and and a lot of this happened. Like a lot of the enraged commentary happened on International Women's Day. Eve. Stop it. And I was like, oh, I can't believe this. And there was this part of me initially that was like, oh, why didn't they choose to celebrate me in the edit? And now I'm moving away from that. And yes, at times I felt that the edit has leaned into easy narrative of you know how we do feel about women. But no, like it's it's symptomatic of how people feel because, mm-hmm. as I said, if I backtrack, I was shown positively towards the beginning and people still had an issue with it. Mm. One other area of like frustration is this idea of like crazy woman and I have to talk about it. The paranoia. Paranoia. Yeah. It's so important. I love my dog. She's also, Sammy has plants. a new
0: dog. Her name is Winnie. She's just uh- <laughs> eating your plants. <laughs> Winnie,
1: Winnie, Winnie, no, 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 no. Don't do that, darling. but be a strong empowered woman be strong empowered and do what you want but But don't do that don't do that
0: because i'll vote you out (laughs) no she's so sweet she's so
1: sweet um everyone who plays survivor has a right to to fight for their life in the game whether you're at the bottom of like what considers to be like the social hierarchy the top the middle whatever it is um you do you and play the way that you want to and i really feel like People unintentionally see a woman fighting for her life in the game and having conversations with other people, particularly if, you know, they're not in your alliance and people going, oh, she's paranoid. Mm. She's talking to everybody. Well, go sue me for talking to everyone because you know what? You're talking to everyone too. In fact, you talking about me being paranoid is talking to people. About me. About me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm just sometimes like, but I've literally just watched you for this entire episode and I'm not like just – like flacking this on Geordie, like I'm flacking it on on all of us. I flack it on myself because mm-hmm. maybe I've done this before too. Um, but literally, I'm seeing him fight for his life in the game. Many respects, self implode and get voted out of the game. But people are like, "Oh, good on him, the Aussie Butler." Yeah. And there I was, fighting for my life in the game, strategically creating relationships, not playing an idol, and not getting voted out, and getting crucified for being a crazy unhinged wim- woman. And I'm just like, no. Mm. Like yes, i I know like I'm a little of an anxious person, and I'm comfortable with that I can't hide emotions on my face, mm. but it doesn't mean that I
0: am not holding my own because I show a bit of emotion, yeah, and it's crazy when you actually think about like before anyone actually sits down to write comments about you know a woman being paranoid on a show like Survivor, sit down and think about the actual ingredients of this game oh. like who wouldn't be? concerned, not paranoid, but just concerned because alliances are changing all the time. The whole entire point is like fighting towards the there can only be one survivor. Oh Winnie. Winnie. She agrees with me. She's like <laughs> only one winner. But you know what I mean? Like the whole point of the game is to to trick other people so you can get to the end. Mm. That is the premise. The whole, the only emotion most people could have in that scenario is concern. Of course, you're going to be worried about who's voting me out, who's together. Like that's what is in your brain. Oh, it's definitely in your brain. And, you know, people were talking about
1: me. It took for it took two tribal councils before Geordie revealed that I had the um, second idol, but he'd already told everyone within the first 12 hours after I had that idol. Mm. So imagine thinking you're in an alliance of people, your gut tells you that Geordie's already told them, but no one's confronting you about it. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm in trouble. Yeah, Yeah.
0: which is what you're supposed to think. So because of that
1: I'm fighting for myself, I'm having more conversations than I normally would Mm. and I'm trying to raise suspicion and all that kind of stuff and it's easy. Like I get it. Like Geordie's trying to lean into social um, archetypes and feelings towards certain characteristics and perhaps genders even unintentionally. Mm -hmm. He's doing it because he's trying to fight for his life in the game. Mm. But I'm just like let's not fall for it in terms of society's viewpoint on it like let's be a little bit better because I'd love to see a guy be described as paranoid and crazy and I've if a guy was referred to that way I actually would be totally fine with me being called that
0: yeah because it'd be an even it'd be an even thing even but, but you don't
1: like on this season I I haven't once heard a male being referred to as that and I think
0: the way that you <sighs> have <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, Winnie. Winnie. Winnie the way that you have responded to Everything that has come out since that level of intensity, since being called out as paranoid, is you making change. I think we are inching closer and closer because there are strong women like yourself who will not just take that lying down and who will explain what happened behind the scenes, which you don't have to do. You could choose to do the very private thing and just not comment at all and let people, you know. But I like that – I love how you always stand up for the things you stand up for hard. You don't do it soft, you know. You don't do soft launches of things. You're very much like this is what I stand for. But you'll be the person who makes change, which is always the way you've done things. So I'm so proud of you. You're right. I could just be
1: like, oh, I know who I am and the people in my life love me and I don't need to defend myself. Actually not defending myself, I'm talking about – societal kind of ingrained stereotypes yeah. that I think yeah. are damaging yeah. and fortunately for me I get to see it on quite a ma- fortunately and unfortunately I, I receive such mass commentary about it that I can't like I can't in all consciousness just go that's fine mm. just call me a crazy unhinged <laughs> woman oh, I'm totally fine with that when I'm yeah. like I didn't play the idol and I didn't get voted out I'm not That paranoid. Yeah. I feel it's important because I know there would be a lot of women who have experienced that when they've showed emotion or they've tried to explain themselves and someone shuts them down by just going,
0: don't be irrational, Mm. don't be crazy, Mm. don't be paranoid. Mm. And I think that's something where, again, coming back to the idea that it is a game. Yes, it is a game. It is a television show, but it does. There are a lot of themes pulled out that are things you already represent in life. You already represent being a strong woman and navigating that likability versus aggression Mm. kind of, you know it's something that we've always spoken about anyway so I love that it's become very acute and it I'm sure has been a difficult thing to navigate but the way you're dealing with it is just a continuation of everything you've always advocated for so very very proud of you
1: yeah and I think like let's just park that to the side because the deeper thing is like yes we're talking about gender issues but I I don't know if I said this earlier but I still don't feel like I was going there I'm gonna play a strong woman like no I was there to play a player yeah you know irrespective of gender, and like. I love Survivor with all the kind of heat that I've still copped. I always like copped the heat. No, heat that I've copped. (laughs) With
2: all of the heat
1: that I've copped, I still love this game and Mm. I actually love it even more that now I get to talk about even important issues, who would have thought through a game show that's really not necessarily about these issues, it gets us to reflect on society.
2: Mm. And
1: I see that happening in, a, in American Survivor mm-hmm. and isn't that great that we also get to have like real discord and conversation and it doesn't have to be with animosity mm. or venom. Mm. Um, the entire cast has an appreciation for each other even though we live this experience. So maybe we can
0: bring that to the broader society. Absolutely. And we've said that on a couple of Castier's episodes that it's this unique life experience where you get thrown into the de- You never get thrown into a group with a bunch of strangers that have nothing in common necessarily ever and then get to see how you cope. Mm-hmm. But it's like this really heightened version of humanity that lets you explore kind of, you know, people and relationships and loyalty and all these themes that that's why people call it the greatest show on earth. And now you're Two times, I'm like still in awe of you. But to wrap it up, um, I feel like I could talk to you for hours about this or hours about anything of <laughs> now many years. Of I love friendship. it how I'm not even talking about survivor anymore. I know. It's just like <laughs> global themes. Um, but just a couple of behind the scenes questions to wrap up that are just you know the funny things that people don't know. So Lice eighty eight wanted to know how did you. <laughs> Not get hairy armpits. These are the bigger questions. Oh in god, life. this is so good. You no, know, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, no. Jewel in the city. What about body odor? How did you poo? And Pebbles twenty nine. Does Jonathan really count the votes? Okay. Okay. Guess <laughs> what? Hairy armpits. So um, years ago I did laser. This is so funny talking
1: <laughs> about this. Years ago I did laser. We- Gender inequality, laser. <laughs> laser,
0: women's issues. No, I love
1: it. This is real. Like So um, years ago I did laser and then when I knew I was going back, I was like, oh, I should really do a touch-up because it's, you know, I haven't. <laughs> it's I'm, been locked down. I'm <laughs> married now. I haven't worried about this stuff for a while. <laughs> hot, and hot, then, babe. And <laughs> then we were in lockdown so I could not go to any laser place. So I did go in and I remember about like 15, 16 days in, like it was getting quite a bit. And um, <laughs> Chrissy once said to me, "She's like, oh, girlfriend, like, oh "Oh." my god, I love it." And so I literally, I started to just pull. I literally (gasps) just pulled because it was long enough. So like I yes yeah, manual extraction. You've got time. You've got time to groom. Um, you see the guys like just like literally, to, to, you know, using um toothpicks and like playing with themselves. And like Shay just was a fan of eucalyptus leaves and I've never seen someone scrub their body so hard. But like people just, you know, you've got to. Just get resourceful. Just get resourceful out there. So that's the one about uh, the armpits. Some people have laser, other mm-hmm. people don't, uh, and you just deal with it. So full spectrum. Mm-hmm um toilet full spectrum, full spectrum of hair <laughs> <laughs> then toilets um and oh, body odor A oh, body odor I'll go to body odor first um you'd think everyone would really smell but your diet is so clean it's like um rice and beans mm-hmm. that you stop smelling people and I think you really stop emitting smell wow. and you just smell like smoke in mm-hmm. fact I really wish I could package isn't there a place that you can get your scent from clothes or like you can package up a scent I think so
0: yeah, or you can get it, yeah, you can get it made as well by describing it. There's like scent labs. That can, you can I go to.
1: please ask a survey question? If yeah. I, I really love the smell of my clothes. It doesn't smell like bo. It just reminds me back to the camp life. <gasps> How would people feel if I managed to bottle up the scent of you know survivor? survivor. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> The scent of survivor. Oh my gosh. Do you know what? When we were out there, we we're like, once you get booted, you always have these jokes of, like, how can I think of a business idea that c- equates to $500,000? <laughs>
0: yeah, how can I make up for not winning the $500,000? and I did it all the time.
1: We'd sit in the bus going to,
0: to tribal council, going, okay, idea, strategy, how can we make up? <laughs> this is also like a small snapshot of our hot relationship. Yeah. It's us just talking smack and then randomly going, business idea. <laughs> It's so funny. So I think, let
1: me know if you like that idea because I, love I probably idea. would do it anyway because I just love this. It. I put on my clothes for the premiere of the show and I was like,
0: I feel like home. Yeah.
1: Maybe they're like, that's not the home that I want to yeah. go to. <laughs> it's
0: not <laughs> a nice smelling home, but it's home. So BO,
1: not really a thing. Yeah. Um, toilet, yeah, it is a thing because you're eating, you're changing your diet, you're changing your environment, you've mm-hmm. got increased stress. Constipation is a genuine thing out there. I think some people didn't go and do a proper poo for like seven days. <sighs> like Ooh. Nick in India. We- yeah. Don't need to get together, so yeah. we've already we've had practice. I've done the reverse. Nice. Like you either like really need to go mm. or you don't go, but it's more like you do get constipation.
2: Yeah. These
1: are the things like you're actually living in these environments mm. and your body's going through like quite a radical change. You do cleanse, it's quite amazing. Like your skin's so clear at the end. So I felt like my my eyes were so white, but that said, like I was losing my hair so bad. Like I, clumps was coming out from like lack of nutrients. Yeah, okay. And like Only 43 tiny. kilos. Tiny little baby. <laughs> yeah, but, and so since I've come off the show, it's all been about like restoration, getting like, – I've gone pretty hard back to work but because I love what I do and I was away from it for a bit. Um, but I haven't been hitting like the intensity of my training anywhere like I normally do because I've needed to rebuild my body mm-hmm. back again and mm-hmm. you've got to let the pendulum swing like any goal that you ever do when you immerse yourself, single-minded focus and you go all at it, you have to let the pendulum swing and I've just really started to get back into training. Oh, good girl. We're slowly learning how to let the pendulum swing back I, the other way. No, I'm <laughs> going to like every now and again when I see your schedule of travel, I'm like, oh,
0: I know you intervention me all the time. I'm <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Second last question. Does Jonathan really count the votes? Pebble's 29.
1: Yeah, totally he counts the votes. Um, Does he know before he sees? Oh, he does take it away. So, like, we do the votes, you know, just to add the suspense of terror of should you play an idol or not.
0: (laughs) You guys are all just sitting
1: there? (laughs) Yeah, we're in silence. We can't talk. We can't look at each other because, it's you know, if it's there's very, very – this game is real. Like, we are – film 24 7 and if for some small reason they can't film us the game doesn't exist so like we have to kind of like just it's like pause pause like you pause your moment and I always use that time to just chill out because if we're not being filmed that means the game is not on so just relax for a moment and just mm-hmm. like
0: <sighs>
1: <Ooh>. <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and very last question my love is there anything else that you want to add
1: oh I mean I think people are like, we've heard enough of you. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no,
1: I'm just, I'm, I'm proud that, and it stoked that Mark and I got to go and play this game again together. Um, and now I get to be a viewer because whilst I was on the jury, I didn't get to, I wasn't there for the final seven days of the game, which is what's left. And these guys are in for the battle of their lives because. They're pretty much going to be going to tribal council every single day. I can't imagine the fatigue that these players are going to experience. Like I lived a different kind of game in Jury Villa, Mm -hmm. but I got to eat food, and you know, you cognitively get back with it, and you realise how much your cognitive reasoning reasoning starts to fade when you're not eating, and so when people are out there going, why aren't they? getting this complicated vote thing down pat mm, they have exhausted. not eaten like give these guys some grace because the last seven days they're all playing to stay in the game um whether you respect their gameplay or not they are all players and i now sitting on the jury i'm
0: proud of all of them and do you have any words for mark just well wishes for the next i forgot that you haven't watched the last seven days yet no, so i don't know That's so crazy i don't know all i can say
1: is um Barbie, don't play with revenge. Think of the long game in mind. You know, there's a lot of people that voted me last night but don't be too fixated on that because I think that's it's too narrow, too narrow in your thinking.
0: Take it home, Marky. Well, Fight it to the win. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sammy. I am infinitely proud of you and I can't wait for, you know, what comes next. Oh, thanks, babe. Love you so much. I love you.